lizards. Two wizards. I'm recording now. Okay, I'm recording now. And we'll start Six. off in five, five four, three, two, one. Except we didn't. We don't have to do that. That's usually how we start recording. Because guess what? Guess what, listeners? We're doing this live. Doing it live. We're in the same room. This is incredible, Mark. This is this is a first. This is same Wizards first. Tower. Here we are. Same Wizards Tower. This is so incredible. So yes, everybody. Hello. Hi. I'm Josh. I'm a wizard. I'm Mark, and I'm a wizard. And this is the first ever since we started Two Wizards Podcast episode where we're not separated by. 1,300 miles in two time zones. We're separated by two feet. We're looking into each other's eyes. Like the gorgeous, amazing man that is Mark is in front of me. I'm halfway decent. He's looking at me. But we're doing two wizards in the same room. And, (laughs) man, the stars have aligned. Gazing into the glorious baby blues that is the wizard Josh. Here I stand triumphant (laughs) before you, the wizard Mark. With our, with not quite a round table, but we have a variety of beverages yeah, here. We I'm have saying, our wizard's cauldron, or our wizard's goblets ready to go. Yeah, I would say a rounded table. Maybe not a round table, but a rounded table. And roundish yes, table. Ra- roundish, roundish. And so, yes, we have, uh, what's, I guess, the plural of chalice or chalices? Because there's just, there's a, a variety of beverages in front of us. Chalai? Chalai? Yeah, I don't know. Chalai, perhaps? What do you got in your wizard's chalice there, Josh? Well, I have... I'm starting off with a very special one that uh, longtime listeners will know. A few months back, we did the homebrewing episode. And Mark, my very good friend, very good wizard, he saved me a bottle of his red ale homebrew. So that's what I'm leading off with. And it's, it's, it's marvelous. It's marvelous. For a first homebrew, you can't ask for much better than this. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. How about you? What do you have? One of like the 20 beers in front of you. One of the 20. So we both, as like our community chest of beers here, we have Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. And then we each have a Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest Amber Märzen. And then I have, oh, we both also have have, uh a peanut butter stout, or let's try it again, peanut butter milk stout nitro out of left hand brewing. So this is going to be a very special occasion because we're going to actually be able to like do a proper actually, cheers. cheers. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, ah. buddy. Okay, well, hold on. We have to do that one more time. Listeners, just appreciate what it is that we're actually able to like clink beverages together. The clean, crisp audio spikes. <laughs> Someone, yeah, like with their headphones in, just hammering out some miles on the treadmill gets their eardrum ruptured. Ah, oh, God! That was one I realized with Cryptid Olympics. I forgot I put in a gunshot. And I was listening to it. I was like, oh, God, I'm getting shot. What's happening? And even somebody who listened to it said, like, yeah, it was cool. Didn't think there'd be a gunshot. I was like, well, okay, but. You got to keep them on their toes. You Fuck know? Like you. If you. Yeah, yeah. If, you get, if you get too lulled and too complacent. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so yes, I, I, I'm just giddy. I'm giddy. That's the best word that I can think of how I feel right now. And, and, and Mark, you you kind of like cobbled something together. You got sort of a, an outline of things. Oh, I got it. Oh, baby. And I oh okay. Oh, yeah. I got her. Flipping flipping the notebook pages here. Um, before so, me stands a tower of books for yeah, references. Before, <laughs> yeah. So I'm 
uh, coming into this blind, but again, just giddy. I think I think yep. that's how I am right now. So so Mark, what where where are we going? Where are we going today? All right, tonight I wanted to go special. This is the first time we're gonna do this. I don't know the next time we're gonna be in the same room recording. Yeah. Except for maybe the one after this. We'll get there later. Who cares? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, real quick too, if as you're listening, one, if the audio sounds a little different, well, because we had to mix up our usual um, recording standard. Uh, and two, instead of like the weird lag of how we normally record, because we're in the same goddamn room, we can play off of each other. and I can look at your face. Yeah. yeah. And maybe not talk over each other as much, or maybe talk over each other more because we're just giddy. Ah, I don't know. But but so if, if ever that you had that little nugget in the back of your mind like, oh, this, so- this sounds different than other episodes, well, now you know why. It's going to be a little weird in the beginning, but it's yeah. going to be all right in the end. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get there together, because goddammit, we are together. We are together. We're Unless together. I lose all this, then guys, this was the best, shortest fucking episode of Two Wizards ever. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Thanks Find me at Great Greek Buffalo. No, wait, that's Instagram. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, every fucking time. Every I need to just change my Twitter handle. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's all okay. right. Okay, so, so anyway, so... What 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 would you have in store for us? We're gonna get weird. We're okay. gonna get real weird. Cryptid Olympics lit this fire beneath me, and I know mm. you think we're going somewhere else, and we're going. Okay. I did a lot of Ice Age megafauna holdover cryptids as my team. That's what I picked. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a, a subject that's kind of near and dear to me. I think that our entire understanding of time is off, and everything. Like, yeah, there's the fossil record. Yeah, there's Earth history, and I appreciate it, and I get it. But I don't think we're right. So tonight we're gonna talk about. Probably one of the granddad of all holdovers, Josh. We're going to talk about Pterosaurus. Yes! Yes! Okay, great. So, I, I mean, because I know Greek and I have already translated what pterosaur means, but for, for those who haven't, what, 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 what is a pterosaur? You what tell us. You, what, okay. what does ter- okay. pterosaur mean? What does pterodactyl mean? Okay, well, so I guess... To, to sort of answer both those questions, I need to know. I, I the, the first one, Terra, starting with a T? With a P. Oh, with a P. Okay, so... Patera. Yeah, Patera. Like a patarm again. Okay, okay, perfect. So, yeah, uh, Patera, that part means, like, yeah, like feather or wing or something that, like, a bird uses to fly. Uh, and then the soar uh, part is like lizard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so a pterosaur is a winged lizard. It's, it's a... It's a and I know, like most dinosaurs, we're pretty sure now have have feathers or had feathers, but so that's so that's what it is. Um, also, kind of fun fact: when everybody talks about a helicopter, and they kind of break it up like hella and copter. No, that's wrong. It's like helico, meaning like helix, a spiral, and then the last part is pater, meaning oh. like so. So yeah, like when people said when 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 Arnold said, "Get to the chopper," he really should have said, "Get to the pater," uh, and that and that would have been it. That, that, that would have been, I guess, a little more etymologically accurate. So, yeah, so wing, winged, well, and, the, and then you also mentioned uh, pterodactyl. Yep, pterodactyls. So, same thing, like wing or fing, or, or feather, something like that, and then dactyl is a finger. Yep. That's what that is. So because wing. they have the, the, the hand wing. Yes. We're all yeah. the same, we're all the same, like, yeah, the same, like building blocks of ideas, mm-hmm. but these things have their... Pinky fingers spread out into big old wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pterosaurs. So pterosaurs. real quick, you kind of you already hit the definition, Josh. Okay. You, you let's say today you, you walk out onto my deck and you look up there at Mount Blanca. Okay. And there's a pterosaur. What yeah. do you see? Tell me what you're seeing. So I'm I'm seeing something that's yeah, kind of like 
scaly, leathery, something like that. Probably something, I guess, like a pterodactyl. Like it's got like a long sort of beak, but also like a little like long uh, extension or like pro protuberance from its head. Um, it's got little, got little sharp talons. Do the pterodactyls have sharp talons? Uh, the answer is yes, kids. Yeah, the answer is yes. Short answer, yes. Um, yeah, kind of flying around. Maybe let's loose like a car or something like that. Uh, that that's what's immediately coming to mind. Okay, good enough. Now you nailed it. Yeah. Okay. We're looking for for big lizardy things with a big old head crest and the big yes. old rocking beak <laughs> and the big old leathery wings, but. It's going to get weird. Uh, of course it's going to get weird. We yeah, have to. Because this is what we do in two ways. If it didn't get weird, fucking hairs in the way. <laughs> if it didn't get weird, it would be weird that we didn't get weird. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You nailed it. Pterosaurs lived from what we think. Um, well, from what we know. Let's call it now. They first appeared about 228 million years ago. Okay. And they died out 65 million years ago, along with literally everything else on the planet, except for a couple handfuls of things. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's tons of species of pterosaurs, but there's two main types. Everything breaks down into one of these two. Okay. So the first is a basal pterosaur, or basal, I don't know how you say it, B-A-S-A-L. Okay. These are going to be smaller. Oh, okay. They have jaws. They don't have beaks. They've got jaws, and in the jaws are set inside of it teeth. We have these teeth now. That's how we know they have them. Gotcha. Um, their wings attach to the bottom of their legs, so think of that, and... Okay. Yeah. So like. So yeah. Like. Like a. Like a. Like a sugar glider or like a flying squirrel that like the the wings go all the way yeah. to yeah, their yeah, like exactly. hind to their hind limbs. Okay. okay. And I. But through the advent of technology, I can show you Josh on my fucking fire. That is a basil pterosaur. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. It's, it's like part like a pelican, part yeah flying squirrel. Uh, but also has some like pretty vicious teeth kind of sticking out from its, uh, from yeah. its beak there, or, or jaw there, I guess, more properly. Okay, okay. And then the big thing to note with these guys is the wings connect to the feet. So if they were to walk around on the ground, think of bats. They're going to sprawl. Yeah. But the yeah. other thing they can do is hang. They've got those two like hook fingers, oh, right. and they can hang from trees. And we think, we're pretty sure that these would have been like insectivores or like Super, super small predators. Yeah. So, so like when, when you're talking about wings, I, of course I'm thinking like, okay, wingspan. Yeah. What would do? Do you know like roughly wingspan? Uh, pushing eight feet tops. Okay. That's that's real big. These guys are a lot smaller. Which which still like yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's halfway decent. Yeah. yeah. And then they also have, and this is the big one. Mm. They have a tail that terminates in a rudder, and the mm -hmm. rudder usually looks like a diamond or kind of like a spade shape. Okay. okay. And that's the big thing for the basal pterosaurs. That's how you know them, right? Gotcha. Gotcha. The second type are called pterodactyloid. Ah. <laughs> Which, I wonder what that means. What, what, what could that possibly <laughs> Well, we could, I, I could add this. So the oid at the end means like in the shape of or in the form of or resembling. That's kind of that. So it's something resembling a wing finger. Feather finger? Yeah, wing? feather finger, wing finger, however you want feather to finger, Feather finger, wing thing. Ah! <laughs> the Buffalo Wild Wings this Sunday. Whenever the Packers <laughs> play, you win. <laughs> so these guys are huge. This is where you get the really, this is where we get to see evolution and just nature and whatever you want to call it go 1000% batshit insane. <laughs> These things get colossal. And 
Um, the biggest one we have, there's, so if there's two that we've confirmed right now. Okay. There's Quetzalcoatlus, we found out in Mexico. Yes, yes. Named after the winged serpent god mm-hmm. of the Mayans, Aztecs, Mayans, whatever, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. One of the two. Down there in the Yucatan. Yeah, one more of the guys. Less. They called him this thing. Or well, they had a god. that We stole the god's name. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they got up to 10 meters long or 32 meters if you're anywhere else. Uh, or feet. 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 That's yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 10 meters long, 32 feet. But still, oh, okay, all right. Woof. Okay, so there's that, right? Uh-huh. The, there is another one, uh, Hatsigopteryx, which had a 12 meter span or 39 feet. Now, single prop planes have a wingspan of 40 feet. Just, <laughs> just to put that into perspective for you, Josh. Well, and... As as you're pulling up uh, of this image too, so my so my older brother, uh, he's actually working on getting his pilot's license. Oh so, no shit! Yeah, so it, it, he did. He completed his first solo flight uh, a few weeks back. He actually just sent me a video of his of his latest uh, uh, kind of flight. And so yeah, that's like my brother flying this little like monoprop plane over the New Mexican desert, <laughs> and then just suddenly up behind him, ha ha ha. The horror. the horror. So I can't find the original one I did, but we can just show you this one. So this is what this is a scale model of Quetzalcoatlus standing next to a human and a giraffe. Oh, gross! Oh, <laughs> gross! <laughs> so it, it's it's the same height as a giraffe. This thing is the same height, but its face. I think this is the other thing. Its face is like half of that height. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah, the the beak runs a good like the entire length of the giraffe's neck. <laughs> These things were huge. So and also their hands connect to their wings. You can kind of see it in that. Okay, yeah. So they tuck back up in. Oh, okay. It's not connected to the hind legs, right. so that leaves them open to do a wider variety of stuff. Uh-huh. From our fossil records, we can tell that they could um, take off from like a run, so like they would. Oh my they god, could, that's even worse. Like so, that's that it. They would go image. lump. Yeah, they would go lump on like two legs, and they could take off that way into a run. They could stand upright and maybe like dip down. Okay, okay. They could prop. They could more than likely tuck their wings back up and walk around like cranes. <laughs> We're pretty sure. Um, they could jump, which duh, everything can jump. <laughs> But then here's what gets me: they could wade, and apparently they were pretty solid-ish swimmers. I, I mean, based off of like biomechanics of stuff we have now with the same type of formation. Uh-huh. Um, a, a big one is bats, like or not bats, um, eagles. There's that really oh, famous yeah. video of like the bald eagle. He just swims. He's just kind of churning water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, or, you'll or, see or, owls or, swim sometimes. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or, or even like I know there, there's some of the like uh, types of falcons that yeah like swoop down and like dive down into, the, into their prey. Yeah. But then. The, yeah, if you're hunting so something over the, the the ocean, the water there, you dive into there. Well, yeah, you got to swim back up. Yeah, so. absolutely. Ooh, oh, so it's so you're also saying it's it, it's a triple threat. It can, yeah, it can eat you on land. Uh-huh. It can eat you in the water. It uh-huh. can eat you in the air. Yeah, probably. Oh boy, they have smaller tails. Okay, which I just imagine like a bobtail and a dog, and it <laughs> here's this big old like murder flying giraffe, and it's <laughs> teeny it's tail. Really- yeah, gets, yeah, like when it's get when it's reunited with its family, just gets really happy and starts wagging his yeah. <laughs> Gross. Um, they had beaks. They didn't have teeth. Okay. So you got to bear that in mind as we get a little bit later on down the line here. But these don't have a jaw with teeth set into it. They have a horny or a, uh, they've got a bony beak. Okay. Yeah. And they're, they're birds. Just yeah. think of them as big birds, but yeah. they're not birds. But whatever. Big bird. And then hey, 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 snuff. Hi, bird. Let me eat you. Okay. Ah! 
can count to five. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Big Bird. One, two, three, dinosaur ah! murders. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah. Okay, so new promo, like, or, or new show idea. It's Sesame Street, but Big Bird is just like a murderous pterodactyloid. Big Bird is Rodan. <laughs> <laughs> Snuffy okay, is, of course, Angurus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Oh, anyway, anyway. Okay. So, so yes. Yeah, so. So, and then finally they had the crest. You called the crest. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The big bony protuberance. And what we think, what we think, we're pretty sure that this was used for mating. A lot of birds have, like, oh, the bigger yeah. plumage of, or, like, the bigger, like, plumage and shit, and that's how they attract a mate. We're 90% sure that this was how pterosaurs attracted their mates and stuff like I, that. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I, I mean, I guess... Kind of what I was thinking is the uh, the the basal basal yeah terrorists, the, 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 those guys the little they, guys yeah they they had the rudder mm-hmm. so I guess in my I I first thought maybe that would be like a rudder oh like a oh okay yeah. thing. but then again if they're that goddamn enormous but they they're also need... like normal size too they can have them like they run the gamut like okay. the smallest one I think is like a five foot wingspan okay I just pick Quetzalcoatlus because it's it's insane right the yeah. idea that a giraffe can fly oh. is insane <laughs> oh, okay so yeah so either maybe a little rudder, somebody build a computer model and put that in a wind <laughs> tunnel and we can figure that out but but also for like mating purposes yeah you know, the, the like plumage or whatever yeah it makes sense yeah 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 um so overall they're just weird they yeah. don't really fit in any classification of anything that we have right now. Number one, first and foremost, they are not dinosaurs. Right. And the easiest way, that, or the, the best way that we can prove this, show this, is that pterosaurs, we're just going to call them pterosaurs, by the way, for sure. as mm-hmm. our blanket term tonight. Yeah. Pterosaurs, um, they evolved the same time as dinosaurs. They showed up the same time. We find them in the same spots as dinosaurs in the same time frame. Yeah, yeah. But dinosaurs have fused vertebrae. Pterosaurs didn't pick this trait up until years later. Uh, we haven't found that fossil yet. Okay. We think that they would have picked it up. We think that might be in the Triassic. We don't know. Yeah, so, so there's but some sort of transitional form. There is a transitional form where okay. the spine or the vertebra would have fused, but like I said, haven't we don't that. know. Okay. We haven't found it. Okay, okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That makes sense then. They also don't have feathers. Pterosaurs aren't birds. It's important to point out, number one, the birds aren't a thing yet. Birds are dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are birds. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, it's I'm I'm glad that you said that because when you asked me a minute ago to just sort of picture, yeah. like I, I like I was like, do I do do I say they have feathers? Do I like do a hyper correction? But I'm, but I'm glad to hear yeah. that. I guess I was right in that way not to, to to say that they didn't have feathers. Yeah, but their bones are hollow, mm-hmm. like a bird. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird. Yeah. Um, we know that they're. Oh, how, how did this break down? I listened to a talk by a paleontologist who specializes in pterosaurs. Uh, Dr. David Martill, and he said that we know that number one, their bones are hollow, and number two, they were really efficient over long distance because they would open their mouth and take a single breath at high altitude, take a breath and hold that breath, and that breath is essentially a bong hit of air that circulates through the hollow skeleton and shit. (laughs) Just that in and of itself. So from that, we can get the idea that these things can dive. They can probably hold their breath underwater for a sustained period of time. And not so much with pterodactyloids, but with the ram... Oh, God damn it. I practiced this word a thousand times. Rampharynchnoids. So especially with the rampharynchnoids and or basil. Rampharynchnoid is a classy-ass term for them. And there's a a specific type called a rampharynchus. Okay, okay. But we call them a rampharynchoid 
versus uh, pterodactyloid. With those, we, we, we were pretty sure that they dove like fishing birds. Okay, because again, yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. But so then, if they're not birds, they're not dinosaurs, well, what are they? Are they mammals? Well, no, because mammals yeah, nurse their not, young. Yeah, definitely not mammals. Pterosaurs lay eggs. We know that pterosaurs lay eggs. We have pterosaur eggs. We have ultrasound to see wee tiny baby That's, pterosaurs. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. Pterosaur life begins the conception, guys. Come on. <laughs> just, okay, also, can we just take a pause? Yes, take a pause. And maybe have, like, a hashtag politadena. We have the technology to look inside fossilized eggs and see what just embryon... That. Oh, my just God. Just that. Just that right there is enough to drive you nuts, right? Oh, that's... Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Mind blow number one. I'm sure it's going to happen like eight more times. <laughs> Write it down. Write get, it down. Get, get the bell. It's underneath all those girders. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Um... <laughs> so they laid eggs, but we know that they're warm-blooded. Mm-hmm. We know that they would have lost a shitload of heat through their wings, which are essentially... Yeah. Like, okay. all of that surface Time to area. make a nut joke. Okay, please do. You know what a bat wing is? Yeah. Yeah, when you take your ball sack and stretch it out. <laughs> That's a bat wing. That's what pterosaurs' wings were made out of, was skin stretched tight across bones. Yeah. This thing would have been a major, major, major factor in heat loss. Especially yeah. as you're not on the ground anymore, and you're fucking flying like... Yeah, For lack of a better term, spread eagle. You're up, you're yeah. out, losing all this heat off the top of you. So what do you do to compensate that? You fucking learn how to grow fur. Josh, pterosaurs had fur. No, oh my, well, <laughs> mind blow number two, in rapid succession, <laughs> like three minutes apart. Oh, well, no, because yeah, you're exactly like all of that surface area to mass ratio. Yeah, like you're just yeah literally radiating heat out. Yeah, and and if you're way up there in the high altitude, losing it like crazy. Holy, and they yeah. have fur. They, they have, have fur. They have fur. Yeah, like oh it's it's nuts. Um, this fur eventually would turn into feathers. Okay. Eventually, but like, man, this is like. Dude, this is 220 million years ago. This is before feathers were even a thought. Before they were even a concept. Pterosaurs, and we have fossils of pterosaurs, and effectively we just call it like a down coat of feather. Or not not feather, but a down coat of fur. Yeah, yeah. They're downy, they're light, they're soft, and eventually these things, when we have them later on, with especially like the um, uh, the theropods and stuff, where they are developing the feathers with the, the, the core, and then yeah. the like... Well, because I know too, like, like so much of... At least, like, feathers as they have evolved now. Like, like that's what gives the kind of shape so that, like, a bird can fly. Yeah. But, yeah, if you just have, like, a little kind of, like, peach fuzz, whatever, to, to keep you warm. And that just holds it in. Yeah, they're just locking okay, in the heat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it's weird. We don't. We know a lot about them, but we don't know a lot. We find them on every single continent on the planet, including Antarctica. Dang. And that sounds impressive until you remember that these things can fly. Yeah. You get a bigger distribution of anything that can fly versus, hey, there's an elephant. How long does it take him to get to, like, England? Yeah. Well, yeah. a long well, time. And, and also some of the continental drift and all that. Like, what also is, that, what yeah. Is our, Antarctica now is a little closer, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like I say, these pterosaurs, they were here, they were a thing, and then they all died 65 million years ago when the Chitsalib comet or meteor hit us. But maybe they didn't. Maybe, just maybe they didn't. And now we have to take a hard break. Okay into something called a Lazarus taxonomy. This is something that occurs in the fossil records. Mm -hmm. We have it. We know it existed. 
we know that it died, quote unquote. And then you find it again. The easiest, and I hate to use this, I hate to use it, but the easiest example is a coelacanth. Mm. The coelacanth was a fish from the Devonian 420 million years ago. Blaze it. 420, <laughs> blaze it! Um, and we thought it died until they found one in 1932 in the deep waters of Madagascar. Now we found them in Madagascar, Indonesia. These are four limbed fish. These are the weird, like, this is the, what, what do you call that? The link fossil. Yeah. Because these yeah. fish have four independent limbs and this is what started off into almost becoming lizards, but it didn't. And that, that's that's insane yeah. to me. But well, we have tons of examples of these, and I'm not gonna rattle off the list. Yeah, sure. Well, well, they're and, everywhere. Yeah, like, and and if our listeners have played um, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, I'm I'm sure by now you've caught a coelacanth and <laughs> have it in the museum. So so you know you know you, you know, know you know already. This is a this is this is this is old hat. This is old hat for you. Old hat. Yeah. <laughs> but so my tonight in my TED talk. Okay. In this essay, I will prove to you, or I will attempt to prove to you, Josh, that pterosaurs, number one, did not die out, that there is still an ex- an extant colony of them, and that we as humans are the worst species on the planet, because even if we can't find the truth, we will just lie to make the truth. Okay. Because what's the greatest dinosaur prehistoric monster? That's right, baby. It's a homo sapien. Ooh, Ooh. You, did, you didn't expect that. You didn't expect that. Even no. though apes didn't evolve till what, like forty million years ago. But hey, it's yeah, fine. something like that. The real monster was us all along. I'm Rod Sterling or, or Serling. Serling? Sterling, 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 Sterling. That's I always get that because he's Rod, Rod Surly when he doesn't get a cigarette and coffee. <laughs> That's Sterling. Imagine if you will, a, a species so vile it could obliterate the entirety of all human life. What is this? Some sort of alien? Some sort of dinosaur? Monster? Just look in the mirror. <laughs> Imagine, if you will, a young PA that forgot to bring me my goddamn coffee. <laughs> and then when they brought my coffee, it had cream in it. Now imagine how hot that coffee is on their face. Enter the special victims unit. Dun dun. Now, now, now. So, this wouldn't be two wizards if... And I'm already doing this. I'm already misconstruing facts, but I'm doing this to prove a point here. Yeah, yeah. that's the only way to misconstrue facts. Every single culture Mm -hmm. has some reference to flying nasties. They're dragons, they're bats, they're beasties. Oh my, and we're not doing that. Mm. But I have one case, and this will... You'll understand why I'm doing this now a little bit later, right? Yep, yep. So this comes from... See, even if I have notes, I don't know where the fuck I am. <laughs> like, this shit is very concise, and I still don't know where no, the fuck no. I am. It's 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 much more organized than a lot of the stuff. Like I like when I prep an episode, it's like a couple sticky notes here, half of a notebook over here, something <laughs> written in my phone. So already like that you have everything kind of more or less consolidated into one <laughs> document is already leaps and bounds above what I do. So <laughs> This is the year seven hundred and ninety-three. That's zero okay. seven nine three, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, this year came dreadful forewarnings over the, over the land of the Northumbrians, terrifying the people most woefully. These were immense sheets of light rushing through the air, whirlwinds and fiery dragons flying across the firmament. Fiery dragons. These tremendous tokens were soon followed by great famine, and not long after, on the sixth day of the Ides of January in the same year, the harrowing inroads of the heathen men 
made lamentable havoc in the church of God in the holy lands by rapine and slaughter. Sigurd died on the eighth day before the Kalins of March. And the only reason I bring that up is because they're talking about hosts of dragons in the sky. And literally that one single word of dragons is enough to make some people go completely, let's call it a spade a spade, makes a group of people who are already batshit insane go batshit insaner. Yeah, because... Dragons. Well, and it's one thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and it's one thing to say, because typically dragons are like under the ground in a cave somewhere with a heap of gold. Mm. But if they're dragons in the air, yeah, that's a that's a that's a (laughs) dragon of a different color. (laughs) So I just I wanted to point that one out. Yes. So now we're going to move into some we'll call them famous cases. Okay. Okay. If I say pterosaur, you say this like. Pterosaur this. Pterosaur this. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> we're going to start in the cradle of all civilization and creation and whatever else Asian you want to call it. We're going to go to Africa. All right, yeah. All right? Yeah. We're going to start with a little guy called the Kangamato. His name means the breaker of boats. They are found in sub-Saharan Africa. They have four to seven meter long wingspans. So 12 to 18-ish feet, give or take. No, 12 to 20-ish feet, give or take. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm still bad at metric. Yeah. I'm learning, though. <laughs> they don't have feathers, but they have a toothy beak. They have small tails. So already kind of fucking yeah. up in the, like, basal to pterodactyloid, yeah. but yeah. nah. Um, they're said to be highly territorial. They live in caves near rivers and swamps. It is a man-eater. Well, it's an opportunistic man-eater. It oh, will okay. kill humans and eat humans. But it's important to note that the natives in the region don't view Kangamato as, like, an evil spirit. They reference it as either a rogue elephant or an, or an angry lion, to mm. where it is a force of nature that will occasionally, now and then, look at humans and go, oh, you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're my uh, crosshairs. Yeah. You're my huckleberry. Yeah. <laughs> so the first account we have is from an Italian explorer in 1591, Mm-hmm. And I'm really sorry, Italian listeners. Filippo Pigafetta? Yeah, sure. Piagafetta? I don't know. <laughs> there was a right way and a wrong way to say this, and I bet I picked the wrong. I'm just going to call him Pigafetta. I don't know so, how else to yeah. say it. I'm just, sorry. Just I'm sorry, guys. Just lean Let in. me know. Yeah. Pigafetta described a rare flying animal found in Pamba, which is in the north of Africa. Mm. And they think that later on, we thought this was confused with stories of flying snakes. Flying yeah. snakes is a whole other thing oh, we yeah. ought to cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. But flying snakes are fucking everywhere. Like, snakes with yeah, wings. Yeah. It's, it's real trippy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> there are certain other creatures about the size of a ram, which have wings and tails like dragons, and a long snout with diverse rows of teeth. So right there, tails, there it is. snout with teeth. There it is. Snout and teeth, rows of teeth. They eat raw flesh. Their color is azure, blue, and green. Their skin having the appearance of scales... They are two-footed creatures, so it's walking around two feet, not two foot long. Uh They're uh two-footed creatures, they're Uh bipedal. The pagan natives worship them as gods, and to this day, some are preserved as wonders by these people. To make them still more valued, the nobles have them in their own keeping in order to obtain from those who come to worship them gifts and oblations. I I mean, like you mentioned, maybe kind of mixing certain details there, but, but... yeah, you, you you don't just you don't just make that up. Well, so they've got a uh, they've got a long tail. They've got 
they're they've, they've, they're they're covered in the skin or whatever, but they're also fuzzy, kind of. Yeah, yeah. They've got the mouthful of teeth, and for me, man, that's just a uh, ramp ramp Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Also, uh, listeners, this just an update here. Mark and I have moved on to the Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest, Amber uh, Martin. So Sierra Nevada, out of Chico, California. Bomb bomb. Bomb bomb. Did I say bomb bomb? Bomb bomb. Bam bam. 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 Same thing. <laughs> bomb bomb. Bomb bomb. Bomb bomb. <laughs> Two wizards, we eat chocolate, they bonbons. <laughs> okay, instead of, yeah, instead of wizard's chalice. Oh, shit, that's pretty all right. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Maybe, I, maybe benefit from a little bit colder, but yeah. No, that's still, that's still okay. That's all right. We're still going strong. Real quick, we're going to lightning round a couple uh, Kanga Mato stuff. Okay. In 1911, two women and two men were killed by the Kanga Mato. Now... One thing I didn't mention about the Kanga Mato, despite the fact that the natives will reference it as an actual living, breathing animal, it also has magical powers. And um, one of these magical powers is to control the rising and, or what do you call it, the flooding and seceding of rivers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The up and down of rivers. They can control rivers. And so, in this case at least, these were collected by a guy named Frank Milland, who was really one of the first guys to look into this pterosaur sighting. Mm-hmm. But he took it to mean these four people were killed um, by the Kangamoto because a river flooded. Oh, okay. So not not like because like it chunk. like swooped down and like murdered gotcha. them, but gotcha. because it flooded a river. Okay, that's okay. It, it's one thing it can do. It can flip boats. It can do. Yeah, it has water powers. It, it's a water, it's a water bender. It's a water bender. Okay, God, great. Fucking the same room is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're in a weird like rom com or something, and it's like now we're finally here podcasting together, and it's. T- <laughs> can podcast you. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1920, a local explorer was in a vast swamp that was said to be home by demons. Or that was said to be the home of demons. Okay, okay, yeah. He was attacked and injured by a huge unknown bird. They later showed him a picture of a pterosaur and the man fled the field hospital <laughs> screaming. Little racist, yeah, sure. Yeah, perhaps. Because, oh, hey, the African's afraid of pictures. Ha ha, but... At the same time, too, I wonder, like, if you... Like, if like if there were a police lineup. When I was four, yeah, in Cinderella City in Denver, Colorado, in the goddamn Sears, there was an eight-foot-tall troll doll. Oh, yeah. Big fucking hair. Yeah. And I was terrified. That thing was my avatar of woe. Uh-huh. And right now, if you were to show me a troll doll, I'd be like, oh! Yeah. I'd remember it. Mm-hmm. So I guess I gotta kind of give it credence. You're right. Like, yeah. 25 something years later I'm like so like oh no troll dolls no like yeah no, so he, maybe this he, is fresh in his mind and yeah yeah like he that very well could have been one of the first like documented cases of like someone getting triggered from yeah like, from, from PTSD <laughs> Terror. oh yeah there you go Pterosaur SD yeah it's still PTSD just weird yeah Pterosaur trauma stress disorder yeah exactly still PTSD it still works out the math checks out, even though we're talking about letters, but whatever. Yeah, it's all good. Math is letters, Josh. Math pi R square. Pi, no. pi R square. Pi round. Cornbread R square. Fuck you. <laughs> God, I'm getting squirrely. This Oktoberfest is too good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get some water in this bitch. There you go. <laughs> Frank Milan wrote in his 1923 Witch Bound Africa... Which I want to read the fuck. I want to read love, all about yeah. Witchbound Africa. That'd be pretty sweet. So number one, he went down to this area in northern Africa. 
No, yeah, so this is like in uh, Cameroon, Rhodesia, up in there. Okay. And it's not Rhodesia anymore, that's an antiquate, whatever. Yeah, 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 but yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yes. But for this, like, when I was kidding this stuff, it, it was the accounts by these sure. continents or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he was in South Rhodesia, and he collected a ton of reports about these things. And this is really where you and I, as two white dudes, would have first heard about the Pterosaur Scourge in Northern Africa. Okay. We were not going to get it from... Pagetti, whatever name I gave him earlier. We're not going to get that shit. But he's going to put this out in his Witchbound Africa. You and I are going to read it in like Times Square and or Boston and go, well, goddamn, it's Tessels. All right, bully, let's go get him. Fucking A, after it. Teddy Roosevelt has entered the chat. Teddy Roosevelt, Terrasaur. I say... Okay, sorry. Do it, do it, do it, do it. I say... Uh, well, because I've already done the, like, speak softly and carry a big stick, or speak softly and shoot an elephant in the face or whatever. It is not enough that we will go to Africa. Nay, we must endeavor and hunt down the goddamn Kongamato. <laughs> I don't think that's a Roosevelt quote. I almost think I did Kennedy, but it's fine, whatever. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. They're all the same, they're all the same. Have I told you my Kennedy pickup line? What's your Kennedy pickup line? All right. I choose not to go into your room because you are easy, but because I am hard. <laughs> That's a good one. It's, it's all right. And you know, after that speech, you know he he tried that out a couple times. <laughs> oh God, you know he, you know he was you like, know it. hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> This dude, uh, Frank Milan, was a cryptozoologist, and he was down there collecting these accounts. And basically what they were getting was a giant bird thing with leathery wings and a mouthful of super sharp teeth. Yeah. Cool. Good enough. Uh, the future Duke of Windsor, whose name I forgot, but I don't care because this is 1925 and no one else remembers either. Yeah. Um, he was in South Rhodesia, and he heard reports from locals of men being attacked in swamps by these big leathery flying nasties mm-hmm. in 1928 a, J- a game warden named a blaney found tracks of something that locals said flew out of mount kenya and these are three toed tracks okay remember pterosaurs and again this is where it gets kind of wonky because this should be uh, a basal pterosaur what they're right. describing it's got the tail it's got the fur it's got the, the mouth with teeth yeah this shouldn't have three-toed fingers. This should sprawl like an idiot bat and yeah. crawl like a dummy. It's not going to be the pterodactyloid yeah, running upright. Uh-huh. Whatever, I don't care. This is 1928, like, fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, in 1942, there was another game warden named Charles Pitt who wrote in his book, A Game Warden Takes Stock, which absolutely got to read that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that in the swamps along the Zaire-Angola border, there were pterosaurs. So he just out and out says this. Not like... This is a white dude. He had the upbringing. Dinosaurs have been... Also figure at this time, we didn't get into dinosaurs like the 1860s-ish. Yeah. So here we are 60-ish years later, and we're going bug fuck for dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly there's these giant things, and everyone wants to find the head, the bones, everything. Right. This guy knows what's up. He's a game warden. He's oh, going to have read these reports of like, oh, these... Magical flying beasts, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he says they live in swamps along the Zaire Angola border. Mm. And then in 19, pulling into my first reference, uh, 
Cryptozoology A to Z, the encyclopedia of lock of lock monsters, Sasquatch, Chupacabras, and other authentic mysteries of nature by Lauren Coleman and Jerome Clark. Lauren Coleman is my personal Lord and Savior. I think yeah. I've said that before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in 1956, an engineer, J.P.F. Brown, because we need four names, yep. saw two prehistoric-looking creatures flying overhead along a rural load near Lake Bengawalu in northern Rhodesia. They had a wingspan of about three and, a, three and a half to four feet long, a narrow tail, and a dog-like muzzle. When they circled and flew overhead, he said that he could see mouth a mouthful of razor sh- or a mouth. Pfft. He said he could see a mouthful of sharp teeth. I don't know how you can see teeth in a mouth like overhead, but yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe we're editorializing just a touch, but it's sure. fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that, but then. Conga Mato sightings kind of tend to peter out post-1950. Really, that's the last one. Mm. And the prevailing theory is that either A, it's all made of bullshit, or B, these pterosaurs that lasted another 65 million years, well, they couldn't make it to the year 1900 post. And that was that. That was the Conga Motos that died. <laughs> and so now this one, like, extant example of pterosaurs is now also extinct. Which is more tragic to me than I think, than anything, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe they were following current events there in Europe, and back in their pterosaur roost, <laughs> Papa would come back from hunting, and Mama would say, oh, what, what, what news today? It's like, oh, you won't believe what the Kaiser has done now. <laughs> and so maybe they're just super depre- depressed about, like, the Great War, like, Great spill, War? spilling yeah. over, like... <laughs> You'll never believe what happened to the Archduke of... <laughs> well, this is 1950s. So oh, okay, like... okay, okay, afterwards. I, I, yeah. I guess I got my great wars mixed No, you're good, so, you're good. But but anyway, anyway, so... Wars not make one great. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> all right, so switching off from Kangamato, because, hey, they're all dead, right? Maybe, sure. kind of, yeah. sort of, we don't know. We stopped seeing them after a while. Uh-huh. It's time to move on to some honorable mentions. These are close, but not quite, but... Okay. They're not as well, uh, what do you call that, documented as Kangamato, yeah. but it's still, they're in there. And really, if it looks like a pterosaur, flies like a pterosaur, quacks like a pterosaur, it's probably a giant bat. But <laughs> So in 1932, my second personal savior, Ivan T. Sanderson. I've talked about yes. this dude all the... Yes. We're going to do... I've decided we have to do an episode on like these insane boots-on-the-ground cryptozoologists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This guy, Ivan T. Sanderson, is one of them. Gotcha. So he was on an expedition with a naturalist named Gerald uh, Russell, who he called George. Okay. They were in the Asumbo Mountains in Cameroon, and they were there to uh, catalog hammerhead bats. Hammerhead bats are big, fuck-ugly bats. <laughs> I don't know a nicer way to say it, right? <laughs> so they're there, and this is also 1932, and what's the best way to catalog shit? You shoot it and send it home. Yeah. So they're there murdering bats in northern Cameroon. <laughs> For science. For science. <laughs> and that one looked at me weird. <laughs> So Sanderson takes a crack at one and nails it and kills it and it falls into the river and he goes to retrieve it. As he's retrieving this thing, he slips and falls. Okay. I'm going to say he slipped on a rock. He says it's a turtle. He makes a big point to put out that he slipped on a submerged turtle. And I'm like, Ivan, buddy, I already love you, dude. You don't yeah, need you to don't... get weird with me. Look, like we all, it all ha- it happens to the best of us. We all slip on rocks. No, it wasn't a rock. It was a turtle. It moved. I'm sure-footed. 
It's like, no, it, oh, 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 sure, okay, yeah, it was a turtle. It was a turtle. It's fine. But so, as Sanderson is recovering, um, George, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Gerald, I don't, is George, I don't know, whatever, doesn't matter. Yeah. Geralt of Rivia, the yes. witcher of, pay, of cryptozoology, <laughs> he cries out, look out! And this is taken from Sanderson's actual account. Okay. Okay, so here we go. All right. And I looked, and then I let out a shout also, and instantly bobbed down under the water because... Straight, coming straight at me, at only a few feet above the water, was a black thing the size of an eagle. I had only a glimpse of its face, yet that was quite sufficient, for its lower jaw hung open and bore a semicircle of pointed white teeth set about their own width apart from each other. When I emerged, it was gone. George was facing the other way, blazing off his second barrel, so George is like, just fucking lighting up the... He's doing predator scene in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> George is just the body of Ventura with a helicopter. Yeah, with a minigun. But it's uh, side by side shotguns with pop pop, and then he reloads pop pop. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I arrived, uh, dripping on my rock, and we looked at each other. Will it come back? We chorused. And just before it became too dark to see, it came again, hurling back down the river, its teeth chattering, the air sh 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 shing, as it was cleft by the great black Dracula-like wings. We were both off guard. My gun was unloaded, and the brute made straight for George. He ducked. The animal soared over him and at once was swallowed up in the night. Oh my god. So George and Ivan, Gerald and Ivan, whatever, they return to camp and they talk to the hunters that were also in their party. And the native hunters go, Ah, oh, no, you saw a thing called an alitiao. Mm-hmm. I should have gave the name earlier. This is called an alitiao. And the hunters freak out. They go, look, this is bad. This thing found you. It's going to fuck with you. We're out. So they don't even hang out. The hunters nope out of camp. And then they come back the next morning to find uh, Gerald and Ivan all depressed and shit. Because <laughs> they're like, well, what do we do? Do we piss off an African god? <laughs> but more than likely, this was a hammerhead bat that was mad because it was buddies were getting killed. And probably trying to get out of the area. Like, it doesn't know what gunshots are. like. Yeah, yeah. right, 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 right. Moving swiftly on, because this is the only uh, inclusion we have, the Oletiao. Mm-hmm. The hunters named it Oletiao. Uh, Sanderson thinks that this was probably the same species as Kongamoto because they have the same kind of... Okay. The same markers, same yeah. guidelines. They're yeah. they're in Africa, the same region. <laughs> if it looks like a terrace or quacks like a terrace or... Exactly. Gotcha. So next we're going to go down to Indonesia. Mm. Okay. Slash Papua New Guinea to a thing called the Ropin. Mm. Now, this is going to be one of your basil-type pterosaurs. Their tails are said to be 25% the length of their wingspan. They have a very characteristic diamond-shaped prowl hanging off the back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, natives say that the creature is a thing, but they're weird. Whereas the Africans were saying, no, no, this is like a lion or a tiger. They're like, it can be a spirit. It's definitely not a man, but it's also an animal. It's like, fucking pick one. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, your fun, like, native mysticism doesn't count right now. Yeah, like, well, and, and I understand, again, like, you have a different kind of cultural construction of the world. You look at things differently. But, but yeah, like, those, those are... I guess kind of less helpful categories. Yeah, and like I, I appreciate your effort, Billy. Um, what do you call that? Billy participates in class but does not follow instructions. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're generally baddish. We don't okay. really have a, a, a laid down like scale of wingspan or whatever. Sure, sure. Uh, they're always covered in hair. Um, they're grave robbers. Apparently, if you bury grandma, a rope and will come and dig grandma up and eat her. I don't know what that is. 
I did not expect that. I didn't either when I was going through. It's like, whoa, way to take what? That took a hard turn. It's like, yeah, they're covered in fur. We don't exactly have dimensions on them. Oh, they're grave robbers. They will rob the graves. And here's the funnest part of them. They're bioluminescent. No, they glow shut in the, the dark. Hell up. They glow shut in the, the dark. Hell up. Bo- Josh, what does bioluminescent mean? Well, bio bio is life, and <laughs> lumen uh, is actually a Latin thing. It's not a Greek thing, but, but yeah, so they glow in the dark. They're, yeah, they're glow in the dark bats. They produce light. They pr- they they have their own or, source or, or, or of ter- light. Pterosaurs. Pterosaurs bats probably call them bats. Probably, th- but but still, they oh <laughs> man, that's. <laughs> But they're bioluminescent, and if, just in case, these ropins do in fact exist, and they are a real thing, they're the only form of terrestrial life that exhibits bioluminescence. Fine! I'll give it to you. Maybe, just maybe. Because they talk about seeing lights that will skim over the top of the ocean, and how do you catch squid? How do you catch fish? Yeah. You trawl out in the middle of the night, turn your big old bright floodlights, true. True. get the phytoplankton, get the zooplankton up in there, the fish come in, and then you catch the fish and the squid and shit. Maybe. Um, the math kind of checks out. That that guy that I referenced earlier whose name totally escapes me that I was all about. Oh, uh, Ivan T. No, no, no. This was way back when. Oh. The guy that gave the, the, the talk. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool cryptozoologist. David, I want to say his name was. Actually, I... Not even cryptozoologist, like pterosaur expert. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry to you too, sir. Hope you hear this and well, don't hate me, but... Yeah, we can... Yeah. I'll, I'll cut it in. He was saying, he, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he mentioned that like people see people would report seeing these ropins flying across the top of the water as like lights and they're flashing over the top. Uh-huh. It's also important to note that these people did not know what airplanes were. Yeah. And airplanes will blink lights. And he said that they would terminate at a mountain. More than likely these people are seeing planes landing in an airbase. That that seems likely. Or it's a fucking pterodactyl go to hell. Or it's a bioluminescent pterodactyl, the only thing that does that. So Yeah. Neener, neener. <laughs> <laughs> Ran freak it up your ass. <laughs> so we first learned about these guys from a um, biologist named Evelyn Cheeseman in 1935. 1935 is crazy important for this. Because mm. number one, it's a woman out in the field in Papua New Guinea. F- fucking get after it, ladies. Posting your W's. Do it up. But she was investigating the occurrence of weird lights in the region. Okay. And that's when it kind of picked up with the Ropin idea. She didn't say that, oh, the Ropin's a pterosaur. It's like, the Ropin's these fucking lights. We don't know what they are. Yeah, yeah. But that's what she was there for. And now, Josh, it is time to, like, flip the card over and reveal our villains in this episode. <gasps> Creationists. Oh, again. Bum, 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 Creationists. <sighs> you know them. You hate them. They think the Earth is 6,000 years old, and it's... Oh, it's the worst. It, yeah, it, it just, we, we, while we do have a lot of beer in front of us, we don't have enough beer to, like, just, so for, okay, but we'll, we'll. Never enough beer. Uh, never enough beer to, like, face that, like, monster. But, okay, so, but. But. Creationist. So, creationist. Enter stage left. Enter stage left, creationist. The audience, boo, hiss, boo. They twirl up the, the, av- the, the cards, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, eh, I'll tie her up on the railroad tracks. <laughs> I'll take away her rights on the railroad tracks. <laughs> Why are you out of the kitchen, lady? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, so. No such thing as Mesopotamia. <laughs> Stonehenge is satanic, and so are the dinosaurs. So the basic tenet of Christian or of creationism states that the Earth is only six point five ish thousand years old. 
God made it. They hold true to the New Testament reckoning of dates and so forth. Yeah. And the one thing they want more than anything else in the goddamn world is to find a fucking dinosaur. Because number one, the Bible never says the word dinosaur, despite the fact that it was a German word made in what, the 1840s? When yeah, we went, some, yeah. Yeah. Because Germans are weird and they're like, ooh, let's make Greek things and mash them together. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's Wouldn't cool. be too wizards if we weren't mean to Germans. Yeah. Or not, but, I mean, if we weren't parodying Germans. Yeah, it's a gentle ribbing. It's it, it's a gentle, oh, silly Germans, you'd think you're all that. And we appreciate your beer, but just, yeah. like, chill. Just chill a little bit. But so they, they, they'll they cite a couple things. They'll talk about, like, Ziz, the god in the sky, is like a giant dragon pterosaur. A Leviathan uh, yeah. is a sea monster. And what man can hook Leviathan... And Behemoth is a fucking... I think they say Behemoth is a brontosaurus. But the idea is if they find the dinosaur, then they know that their beliefs are true. And they're... Just that right there. Scientific method is, if, then. I have an idea. If I prove that idea that I'm right, if I disprove that idea that I'm wrong, but we know. We know this. And they are focused on, I know, therefore, and then. Yeah. I know that God is real, therefore Ropens exist, and then I'm going to go find one in Indonesia slash Papua New Guinea. Um, starting in like the 1990s, 1980s, creationists and Christians, and again, this is Papua New Guinea, Indonesia, they're thick down there anyway. In the True. Philippines, all this stuff. All uh-huh. these people, they're getting flooded with goddamn missionaries. I can't express my sympathy for these people enough, but also it sounds like they really rooked the white man out of like farming techniques. So good good on them. Exactly. Good yeah. on them, right? Go get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um I and so my my lead up to this is that Monster Quest, I watched the Monster Quest for pterodactyls and shit. Uh-huh. And it just skewed it to be like, number one, they wouldn't say that the lead creationist scientist was from the Creationist Institute. Uh, they refused to cite him. They talked about the pterosaur expert who I listened to the talk on Monster Talk from and he said like did I believe that I was going to find one? Fuck no. But when else was I going to get the bill paid to go to Indonesia? Yeah. And yeah. I can go like dick around in Indonesia. And I'm like, fuck it. Hey, good for you, buddy. <laughs> Again, get it. <laughs> um, Their roping episode, they just shot it knowing that they weren't going to find anything. And even at one point, the guy goes, oh, the, the, the creationist is panicking. There, there it is. There's the rope. And guys, that's a bat. It's the rope. Nah, that's a fucking bat. You can tell it's a bat. And they're like, we sent it to experts to analyze. And the expert's like, yeah, that, that, that's a golden crab flying fox. Yeah, they're like three feet long. Yeah, they're pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to spend too much time on there, sure. but I mentioned creationists as our villain because back when, when I gave you the accounting from the, the, the Anglo-Saxon. Yes, yes. That is one of the things that they hold to so fucking strong that pterosaurs exist. That little tiny passage about dra- dragons flying in the sky as rapine and pillage were throughout the country. Yeah. <sighs> Fine, good enough. Fuck creationists. Just, well, because it is. Just like you said, it it is uh, typically, hey, here's the evidence. What conclusions can we draw from it versus this is my conclusion. What evidence can I find? So it is. It's got it completely backwards there. Yeah. So Ropens, maybe a Ramphorinoid, probably not. All right. So. But but it is also time. It's also time for us both. We we have our uh, two bottles of this. We're very excited, and this is the peanut butter milk stout nitro from Left Hand. And uh, you know we're gonna pour it like dickheads. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. Not so, dickheads, just for fun. So you're gonna hear the bottle caps coming off, and then we'll like live two bottle caps two, in two the wizard's tower. Caps. Two uh, bottle two caps. Two bottle caps. So we're, so we're doing that. We're doing the right. We're doing the proper thing. We're pouring it into a glass. You ready, buddy? Ready. Here, here, here you go. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, you just you went for it. Oh, you that's went. the point. Oh, is it? 
Oh no! Oh no! It's terrible! It's leaking everywhere. When I did that last night, it worked like a fucking charm. Okay. What an no, asshole was, am I? No, it's okay. I was I was gonna like start like start down the side and then get a little vigorous. Well, it says to just fucking dump it in, and I'm like, I'll dump it in. I dumped it in last night, listeners. It was fine. Okay. Yeah. So so I'm I'm kind so but granted, you're also getting a lot more of the like cascading kind of stuff than I. But am. also look how pretty that shit is like. Oh no! And even the directions are upside down. It's See, it says hard that, yeah to release the well because okay. it's a left hand nitro stout. Well, like, maybe I. I know well, what I'm about. Maybe I'm the asshole. Okay. Am I the asshole? <laughs> Am I the asshole? Do I believe that pterosaurs are proof of God's love? <laughs> yes. Yes, you are, you piece of shit. Whose name I decided to not even fucking remember. Exactly. Yeah. Little damnatio, whatever that's called, the Latin thing. Wait. Also, cheers, good buddy. Cheers, good buddy. Oh, so good. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay, here we are. All right, so Ropens, Kangamato. Yep. Two, two, and the uh, Oliato. It's hard to say. It's African. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but but so a couple from couple from Africa, couple from Indonesia, Polynesia, that sort of area. Okay. Gotta get Indonesian one more time. Oh, great. Kind of sort of with a thing called the Ahul. That's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah. So they're found in Java and Indonesia. Um, they are generally thought to be essentially an ahul is a ropen. Okay, just just yeah. the same, but different. But I'll let you decide. Okay, okay. Leathery wings, mm-hmm. furry. They've got a flat face, mm. and the face is described to look as like an ape or a bat. Mm-hmm. Which okay, that's that's fine. That's yeah. Fine. Again, yeah. if it looks like a bat, squeaks like a bat, and fights crime like a bat. <laughs> Is it vengeance? Is it the night? Is it Batman? Well, it might be in the form of the Ahul. If its parents got killed in an alley and uh, its mother's pearl necklace was, you know, ripped and scattered everywhere, and <laughs> a dozen roses fell. Yeah, right, right, right. And if Joel Schumacher comes along and says, like, I'm gonna fuck up this movie franchise, then yeah, you can probably fuck you. No, we're not doing. We're not doing <laughs> okay. this. We're sorry. not. I'm I sorry. will die knowing that the goddamn Batman and Robin vs. Poison Ivy is the best one. But whatever. Okay. It doesn't matter. No, it's, okay. fi- it's fine. I'm sorry. I- I'm getting horned up now. I'm getting kind of squirrely. I apologize. I, d- I didn't mean to. I didn't that's mean a, to. No, that, that, that's all right. That was a nerve. I didn't know I was touching. It, it's so. all... You knew. You knew okay. that nerve was there. Maybe. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, so the Ahul, we don't have a ton of cases of this because it's in Indonesia slash the jungles of Java. Natives will talk about a big furry fucking thing with an ape face that descends upon them and look upon it as death, right? Okay. Okay, okay cool. Yep. So, and I hate to say our only two, like, reputable accounts come from the same white guy. But our only two reputable listeners, air quoting these. Yes, yes, air quotes. Big swooshes, like the big swooshing of leathery baddish wings on this one, (laughs) come from a white guy. And basically this uh, white guy, Dr. Ernest Bartell, said that he saw a giant flying bat while exploring a waterfall in the Salak Mountains. Okay, okay. And then later that night, so this is 1925, Mm. and then later on in 1927... Okay. During the night, he was on another in uh, another expedition out this way in Indonesia, and he heard this weird, like flappy, swoopy, whoopy noise, mm-hmm. and he heard "ahu, ahu," which is where he took That's where this he creature's name. name from, the ahul. It's, it's a weird 
onomatopoetic. Yeah, which is weird. And then, like, I think about it, I'm like, what would you call a bear? Like, a yeah. honk? Yeah, or, yeah, or a go, go. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, I guess it really depends on... Ah, oh, shit! There it goes! A moo! <laughs> There's a cat just walking by. Yeah. We gotta get these moos up the river. We're gonna <laughs> lose all of this beef. Yeah. <laughs> gotta get, gotta finish the journey here to Laramie. <laughs> up the old Chisholm Trail, getting these moos up. I am a moomin for the county. Moves along, little doggies. <laughs> or little bout, little, little woof woofs. Moves along, little moo moos. <laughs> if we only named... Oh, man, my meow is so pissed off today. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that, that could very well be. <laughs> Sorry, it's so stupid. Um, but he saw this thing. It's John and Harry and the natives talk about, like, if you look at it, it'll kill you, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. And I'm not trying to reveal too much of the, like, ending here before the beginning. Okay. I am 900% sure this is a fucking bat. Yeah. Because, because, because the hammerhead bats that live in this region have a certain type of, um, uh, what do you call that, uh, uh, uh not an illness... Uh, virus, the disease, virus? disease. Yeah, when you carry, it doesn't hurt you, but it hurts them. Oh, okay, yeah, they're carriers. Yeah, yeah, they're carriers, and essentially, it's in their spit. It lives on their claws. If they scratch you, you'll die. It's oh, not shit. rabies, but you'll just die of the yeah. shit. So to see one of these big bats in Indonesia slash Java is to spell death for you and whoever looks upon this thing. Yeah, I, that that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So okay, we got we got our fun stuff over there. Over sure. over there. Yes. Yes. We have one final case of Ahuls, right? Okay. In 2015. Oh, wow. Okay. In Portugal. Whoa. A student uh, along the Targus River said that he saw a 10-foot-tall bat flying across the surface of the river as he was fishing. And really, I'm already calling it the Ahul. Is it a uh, ramphorinknoid? Yeah, it might be, but is it a giant fuck-off bat? I bet it's that even more. Yeah. Not to give away the ending, but... Mm, yeah. Already here, the through line is that I don't think pterosaurs live, but I bet it's giant bats. So... Giant bats, yeah. All right, moving okay. on to America. Okay, yeah. My chief source tonight for this section comes from John LeMay's Cowboys vs. Saurians. Oh, yeah. And I've done his stuff before on here. I love him. You're the best. And Josh, you can see now I've got like six on this shelf. Yeah, I, I, I literally can because yeah. I'm here. So there's Cowboys versus Saurians by John LeMay as well as Southerners versus Saurians. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So our very first accounting is going to come out of Southerners versus Saurians. And this is just the story of a duck hunter that found a pterodactyl in the swamp. Love it. This comes from the Atlantic Constitution on February 11th, 1895. It was about 8 o'clock in the morning, and I was standing with my gun behind some trees waiting to take a shot at a possible passing deer. Suddenly I heard a noise down the river that made my hair stand on end. It was peculiar. I had never heard anything like it before. It must have been a monster duck or a huge snake. Then I thought it must be both. Sorry. You're good. Sorry. You, totally just break, just, you break it. I did totally stole your thunder there. Sorry. It's a huge duck. Or a snake. Ah, oh, it must be both. Must be a duck snake. A dank. Oh, God. There goes a dank. Oh, it's dabbing everywhere. Oh, shit. Look at its memes. Look at him go. 
Okay, sorry. The sound seemed to issue from the thick place surrounding a kind of lagoon. Mm -hmm. I heard a kind of splashing in the water, and peering through the bushes, I saw about a hundred yards away what seemed to be the king of all ducks. This is choice. I know. This is great? so good. <laughs> this also, again, let me point out, once again, 1895. 1895. Okay? 1895. Is, this is the accounting given to the paper in 1895. The king of all ducks. The king of all ducks. The bill was at least a foot long and black as could be. It was still making that blood-curdling, half-hissing, half-quacking noise. Seemed to be wailing or swimming slowly in the mud and water. The creature raised itself up a little, and I saw the blackest, ugliest, most loathsome-looking animal that ever inhabited the earth. Its body was between three and four feet long, was also black. When I, f <clears throat> when I first caught a glimpse of it, I thought I must have been mistaken, mistaken in the head, that it was an alligator coming out to sun itself. So, he thinks yeah. this ugly thing is like, it's not a duck, it's an alligator, he's in the swamps. Uh, yeah, yeah, he would know yeah. about an alligator, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. Well... What I thought was an alligator stepped on, up onto its little elevation, and then I saw it only had two feet. As near as I could judge, the leg stood about a foot and a half long, and stood there like some huge black bird in the night, and its bill was stuck downward and emitting that an earthly, sh an earthly kind of noise. That, that, that's, what, that, that's what that illustration that you showed me way at the beginning, that, that's what that looks like. That's what that looks it's like, a, right? It's a giraffe alligator that can fly. Yeah. Ugh. I, it stood there, I suppose, about a minute. And I had good opportunity to examine it with my eye. Its body was tough and scaly like an alligator, and the tail went off to a point. Oh. It had legs like a turkey or duck. So the, like, backward knee, I'm yeah. assuming is what he's talking about yeah, with that. Yeah, I think so. Well, I lost my page. Uh, like a turkey or duck, only they were larger and stronger. Its feet I could not see on account of some bushes. Well, fucking A. Yeah, that, that's understandable. So he's watching this thing, and then suddenly, it went up into a large tree and sat on the lowest limb. As it did so, I could hardly believe my eyes when I saw two dark wings spread from its side and strike out to the air with a heavy sound that made my heart sick. So in my head, this is like... This is a ram for It's got the alligator-looking face, yep. and it kind of climbs up a tree, yep. and then it... Whop, whop, like it pops, pops up out, and open, yeah, yeah. Pops it out, yeah. right? Um, and will end ends and the long tail that ends in a point. In the point, yeah. Yep. The, yep. The, yep. the tail in the fucking point, right? Yep. Exactly. Although I could see no feathers, as soon as it had poised itself on the limb, its wings were drawn so closely to its body, it was impossible to detect where they were. It looked. I looked at it for a second or two, and then as then as its back was towards me, I thought a favorable opportunity to get out of the swamp. As I was hungry, anyhow. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> He's afraid. He, 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 you killed it with, I, I didn't want to hang around the terrorist anymore. I was hungry. And I, and I was hungry. It's like, God damn, like, pack some extra biscuits, dude. Come on. Anything. Like, this dude's hunting deer, and he sees, like, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I don't want to be here because I'm hungry. Yeah. Not horrified from... A weird existential dread of, you know, reptilian past. No, no. It's Wait, so, so because cause that was from uh, Southerners and... So Southerners and Saurians. So, so what, what, what... Oh, this is Georgia. Was sorry. Okay, okay. Should have said Georgia. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, no, so it pro or maybe this guy was like a like Southern dandy, like, oh, my. I also guess 1995, so bear that as you... Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, fair enough. It was like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a mind peckish. 
I may just have to return the, to the to the manor and have myself a luncheon. <laughs> Let me retire to my mausoleum. That's not what they retired to. Oh, they retired to. But still. <coughs> All right, so there's that one. It's funny and goofy. All right, next we're going to go into, not this one, this one. There we go. We're going to go into Cowboys vs. Saurians. Cowboys vs. Saurians. By John LeMay. Again, I love this guy. Get all of his shit. I have all of his fucking books. They're all great. Yeah, yeah. I just got Cowboys and Saurians south of the border, and guys, it's fantastic. Do do it up. Uh, Friend of the show, even if he doesn't know he exists, go look up John LeMay. Even if he doesn't know that I know that he exists. (laughs) All right, so uh, this comes uh, another accounting from Southerners, or this is an accounting from Southerners versus Saurians. This takes place in uh, California. Okay. All right. So the headline is Dragons in California, and I can give you a date, maybe. So this is 1891. Oh, okay. So like pretty, pretty yeah. contemporaneous with the uh, other one. Yeah, okay. like same. Yeah, same time ish. Okay. A number of persons living in the vicinity of Reedley, Fresno County, California, all reputable citizens too. Again, they, they point... I love yeah. how all these old accounts, every time I read them, it's always, this dude, who's the best guy ever, <laughs> saw this shit. All right, cool. Um, according to a Chronicle correspondent, swear they have seen... Uh, swear that they have seen and hunted two dragons with wings 15 feet long. Bodies covered with of hair or feathers, head broad, bills long and wide, eyes not less than four inches in, di- in diameter, and with feet like those of an alligator, somewhat, though more circular in form. Hmm. These strange creatures were for- first seen in southeast of Selma on the night of July 11th, and their peculiar cries and rustling of their mammoth wings were heard as late as 10 o'clock <laughs> when it all became still. So these things have a bedtime, 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah 10 p.m., yep. Two, strict curfew. Strict curfew. Two nights later, A.X. Simmons' poultry yard was visited by the monsters, many of the hens being bitten in two Whoa. and left partly devoured. Those who examined the dead chicken said the teeth marks on them resembled those made by very large dogs. On July 19th, a carriage loaded with picnickers was returning from a picnic on Clark's Bridge. And in the clear moonlight saw the monsters plainly circling in the air, heard the rush of their pinions, snapping in snapping of their jaws, jaws, and fearful cries overhead. I just like hey 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 Sally, will you come to me with this picnic? Well yes, John, I'd love to. And it's a it's a wonderful day. They have their little crackers and their boiled ham and the grapes or something like that and a little carriage ride back into town and just overhead. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. We 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 got two cases in America again. Eighteen hundreds. It's fun. It's dumb. It's stupid. And we all we all know and love it for what it is. We're not going to hang it up, right? Sure. Let's get a little closer to home. Okay. According to a Coast to Coast interview that I listened to that took place on I want to say two thousand eighteen, but the way that Coast to Coast dates are episodes is kind of wonky. Oh, kind of okay. Um. Author Jason Malad, author of, and again, Coast to Coast, so put your tinfoil on. Okay, yep. How UFOs and Bigfoot Prove the Bible. Oh, okay, all okay, right. Okay, fine. All right, all right. I'm just going to wait in, wait in. But also, but also, Josh, we're being these guys, and we're saying how old people in the 1800s proved pterosaurs, so if, if, if we can't, they yeah, can too. It's all sure. right. Okay, yep, fair point. Fair, fair, fair dinkum. 
He reported seeing a uh, ram. Uh, oh my god, ram for every time. I even write this shit down. Yeah, no, it's it's true. But it's also like, look at that shit. Just just you're here. Yeah. You can see my. Yeah, here goes. It's like. Ramphorinkoid? Yeah, Ramphorinkoid. But I want to say Ramphorinkoid, and that's not it. A Ramphormikanoid. A Ramphormichael. <laughs> Michael Jordan, the pterosaur. Nice arm. And he just hung there, holding the ball. I believe ah! I can fly. Ah! I believe I can terrorize those picnickers. <laughs> Think about it every night and day. Ah! Spread my wings and eat some chicken. Ah! I'm gonna cut all that out, but leave it in. <laughs> that's our that's our outro. That's our that's our outro. Uh, according to uh, Jason uh, Maylod, uh, he saw a ramphorinoid in a lake in Dallas in '92. '92. 1992. Oh, 29 boy. years ago. Think about that, because it broke my brain oh, when I thought about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But he says that he saw him there, and then come to find out, this kicked my anthill. There are tons of pterosaur sightings in Texas, Josh. I, tons. <laughs> fucking tons. All right? So just just for funsies. Yeah. San Antonio, Texas. And I'm not getting cute here. This is the term. Yep, yep. San Antonio, Texas will have a flap of sightings of pterosaurs about every 10 years. 76, 86, 95, 2008, 2014. We're fucking almost so due for another flap of pterosaur well, sightings so, in San Antonio, number so, one. So, yeah. So, well, and and yeah. yeah. Well, and, and in support of that, like a few months back, uh, on our bugs episode, I was talking about Brood X, the seventeen-year yeah. cicada thing. You saying that pterosaurs bury themselves for seventeen may, years? May, maybe, maybe they're on like a ten-year cycle, and and every ten years, more or less, the ge- the new generation. Uh, comes out of the cave or from underground or whatever, then they yeah eat a bunch of chickens and they mate and, and then they bury back under. I've I've seen like if that, it works if it works for cicadas it could work for pterosaurs. That is weirdly appropriate for what we're gonna get to later on. Hmm. Oh oh Ooh, gross. Oh. Okay mm. cool. Good all on right. you. All right all right. Good on you. Um, uh, all these facts or, or all these uh, accounts come from liveterrosaur.com. Mm. Which, if the guy's being honest in it, then yeah. he is really trying to keep up on live pterosaur sightings, and he believes in it. And good on And him. if he's not, then fuck you, buddy. You're you're a dickhead who deceived a wizard. And <laughs> woe to you, ye who de- who deceive yeah. a wizard. Yes, indeed. indeed. So, in February 1976, two school teachers driving separate cars. Which this is where it gets weird. Two different teachers and two different cars driving down a rural road in Texas. Okay. Saw two large birds with bony structures coming out of the top of their heads. They reported the birds having a 15 to 20 foot wingspan. Okay. Good enough. Yep. Yep. Um, we don't have a... Um, okay, so spring 2020... I'm, I'm going to get wonky here. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is spring 2020. A woman in Alabama saw two pterosaurs chasing a bat. This was 2020. This was last year, dude. This was last year. I don't have the fucking month, but this is last year, and she reported like, I saw two pterosaurs chasing a bat. So also, have it confirmed, two pterosaurs, not a ropen, chasing a not a ropen slash ahul slash oleatile, whatever. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Covington, Louisiana. Time unknown. Two women reported pterosaur 200 feet overhead with an 8 to 10 foot wingspan. 
It had a beacon, a big crest on its head. There, there it is, man. There it is. Uh, 1977, Western Oklahoma. And this one was a big one. Mm. Five kids are walking to school in a line when the youngest, who at the time was four years old, seems too young to send a kid to school, but it's 77, so whatever. I'll call it cool. Yeah, yeah. She bends down to tie her shoe, and at that very moment, as she looks up from tying her shoe, she sees hell descending down upon her. Insert night on Bald Mountain. Bomb, 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 bomb. It is a Volkswagen bus covered in fur. It blazed over her head and soared over the top of her brothers and sisters. No doubt trying to hunt the weakest game in a prey line. Trying to take out the weakest and the youngest. She says for sure that had she not ducked, it would have murdered her ass. I, I believe it. And as she looked up, she saw that it had a big, long beak. So she was, like, tying her shoe and looks up and, Oh, fuck, a Volkswagen! Yeah. And, like, oh after the thing, she, like, looks up again like, Oh, there's a big old beak. Cool. I got one more horrible pterosaur for you. Okay, here it is. This is the horriblest of the horrible, Josh. You ready for this? Yep, yep. This is a thing called the Van Meter Visitor. Okay. All right. Van Meter Visitor. In the fall of 1903, horror came to the town of Van Meter, Iowa. Okay. Over several nights, they were attacked, they witnessed, they saw this thing. And I also want to definitely point out that this is not at all the plot to Rodan. Because Rodan came out in 1956 and this is 1903. And this in, is and in 53 Japan, years earlier. There, there, there wasn't the, like, international communication. Okay, yes. Not even close, but it's seriously the plot to Rodan. <laughs> Again, I'm taking this out of an accounting from Southerners and Saurians by John LeMay. This is his account, or this is the or, account. Or, 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 or Cowboys. Cowboys versus Saurians. I said Southern, yeah. Cowboys versus Saurians okay. by John LeMay. Not right. bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is the accounting out of the, uh, I gotta find the newspaper name, and I can't. This is out of a local newspaper. Town of Van Meter wrought up over a fishy story. Hideous monster alleged to terrify all posse of citizens. Shoot! Okay, so this is October 3rd. My birthday. That's, oh my God. My birthday. It is. In Van Meter. It is. In, 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 in what, 1903? So what is that? 85 years before a young Mark Jones is born in Plattsburgh, New York. <laughs> so here we go. This comes out of uh, a newspaper. Yeah. And I'm taking this out of John LeMay's Cowboys and Saurians. Quite frequently, Van Meter, a town of about 900 souls, lying 20 miles west of Des Moines, Alone enjoys the distinction of being haunted. Queer noises are heard, hideous apparitions are seen, and uncanny lights move around in a mysterious manner. U.G. Griffith, an implement dealer. Well, I don't know what that means. Ooh, yeah. That's okay. A, That's all, a, I can just think it's a mystery? I just see dildos. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just that guy. It's an implement dealer. Ooh, honey, get the implement. <laughs> an implement dealer drove into town Monday night at 1 a.m. and saw lights on the top of Mather and... Greg's building. Thinking it might be burglars, he cautiously approached. But before he was very near the building, the light moved across the street to another building and disappeared. The following night, about the same hour, Dr. Alcott, who sleeps in the rear of his office, was awakened by a bright shining light in his face. He is a plucky little fellow and grabbed his gun of immense proportion and ran outside the building, where he confronted with something or other that seemed half human, half animal, and yet had great bat-like wings, and light seemed to come from a single blunt horn that grew out of his forehead. I better get my gun. And I'm gonna shoot this pterosaur bitch. 
Holy crap, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Time to do what any American are going to do in this situation. Get my gun! <laughs> the doctor fired five shots at extremely close range, but either the bullets missed or had no effect. The remaining load he kept for protection and ran into his house, barring doors and windows where he remained till morning. Peter Dunn, the cashier of a local bank, fearing a robber, tore himself from the bosom of his family. So this dude's like, fuck you, I need the money, kicks his kids out of the way. Get off me, Martha. <laughs> oh, but Peter, where are you going? Gotta kill the bandits. So he cheeses it over the bank. With a trusty shotgun loaded with buckshot, because what the fuck else would it be? <laughs> yep. He stood guard over the bank's fund, and as the town's clock struck one, he heard a noise on the east side of his building, as of something strangling. Then in another instant, the mysterious light shone in full upon him through the window. So brightly he was almost blind. The light would move around the room, and he could see a great form of some kind. Then the lights would... The light would swing back from him once more. He could stand the suspense no longer and fired point blank at the monster, tearing out the glass and part part of the sash. I don't know what that means. I think that's he. He ruined his drapes. He ruined his fucking yeah. drapes. Yeah. I'm 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 going back to like a visit from Sick Nick. It was like I threw open the shutters in the. Oh yeah, sash and tore up the sash. Yeah. Tore up the sash. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, it disappeared as quickly as it appeared. Pete. They'd call him. Sure. Naturally thought he had killed it. But when day dawned, there was not a trace of anything but a broken front. But it was no... St and again, this is 1800s. Sure. Yeah, or 1900s. Yeah. But this was not a stuffed pelican, for there were three great toad tracks to be found in the rear of the building, one of which Pete has a plaster cast. I mean... Good on you, Pete. Good like, on you, Pete. To, trying to trying uh, to preserve some evidence there. After abandoning your family, you better fucking look good in their <laughs> fucking... I'm sure you're going to return to this point later, but if this thing is producing a light as well, as it's like haunting him yeah. or, 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 or following him through... Yeah, so we kind of have another account of a bioluminescent... It is, and it's such a big point. Of? Like these, these people are seeing this light, and it... It's weird. And it it's, gets it's great. Yeah, okay, but yeah. It's just yeah, going to yeah. get so much worse. Oh, God. So the next night... Mm -hmm. The next night, O.V. White... I don't know who O.V. White is. Sure. Who has a room in the hardware building? Again, 1900. Yep, yep. People lived in weird spots. Sure. Was awakened by a sound that resembled two rasps. Two rasps. I can't say that. Two rasps. 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 Raw, raw, Rasputin. There it is. <laughs> Two rasps uh, being rubbed together. He quickly opened his window with his gun in hand and peered into the darkness and rain. For some time, he could see nothing. Then, as his eyes became accustomed to the darkness, he could see what he supposed to be a monster sitting on the cross arm of a telephone pole, not 15 feet away. It was not giving out the light that it had previously characterized oh, it. Oh, interesting. So right here, Mr. White takes aim, and he looks down the side of his, what I assume is his pistol, and mm -hmm. he fires, and he's going to miss. I fired, and, and I missed. Miss. And I fired fire again, again, and I missed. I missed another time. Had a popsicle. <laughs> then I reloaded, and I fired, and I missed. <laughs> I fired, and I missed again. Glad you got that. The shot fired by Mr. White awoke Sidney Gregg. So I like, also really like, I got to appreciate the tag teaming of like yeah. news in this 1900s yeah. newspaper. Mm-hmm. The shot fired by Mr. White awoke Sidney Gregg, who was sleeping in his store just around the corner. Rushing to the front door, he saw the monster descending the telephone pole 
after the manner of a parrot, using its huge beak. So it's grabbing, it's grabbing and like beak and then walking down. down. Okay, yep, yep, yep. It's also raining. Remember, it's raining. Okay, yeah. Because that seemed weird to me until I was like, well, it's fucking raining. That's what's going on. Yeah. Uh, when it reached the ground, it stood erect and flapping its great featherless wings, standing at least eight feet high, giving off light from its forehead as bright as a searching electrical headlamp. Mr. Gregg said it moved about like a kangaroo in great leaps, sometimes using its wings to assist. So, like, to, to me, this is crow. You know when crows hop? The hop, yeah, yeah, the little put up. Put and up, you see, up, like, yeah. little crow hops. Yeah, that's what it's doing. It's doing, it's doing a crow hop, right? Yep. And it crouched as if to spring, but then ran on all four feet and sailed away. So it flies off into the darkness. So here we go. This is the final night. Okay. We're done yeah. with this shit. We've had all we can stand. We can't stand no more. Can't We're going to go get anymore. this monster. Mark, future Mark, cue up Foggy Mountain Breakdown. <laughs> okay, but yeah. An L, a J.L. Platt Jr. who works at a blick... A, a brick plant in the northwest part of town said that he had heard a noise down by the old abandoned coal mine, about 40 rods away. Also, if we can't get any more western, oh, that's 40 rods away! Yeah! <laughs> he heard a noise down by the abandoned coal mine, 40 rods away, and as the men had been hearing the noises for some time, they decided to go to the opening of the mine. So this is where this thing is very okay, clearly, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 temporarily housed up, sheltered in in the mine. Okay. So yeah. the guys are chilling around the op open mouth of the mine, but in a moment the monster appeared, accompanied by a somewhat smaller. There's two of them. You got a mating Whoa. pair, a mating pair of whatever Whoa. the fuck these things are. Whoa. Somewhat smaller. Each gave off brilliant light from the horn-like protuberance as they sailed away. Back to the lights. And literally, they. Flew up to the mine, saw the guys, and noped off into the darkness. The guys waited there all night, never came never back. Never came back. And they boarded it up. And, but Josh, here is a picture of the Van Meter visitor. Oh, here it is. And, yeah, that is a, that's a pterodactyl, a pterosaur with a laser beam. They could shoot a fucking laser beam out of his head. <laughs> I mean, it, it just, it just... Again, yeah, right. Like, like I remember saying this with like the Hopkins, the the Hopkinsville goblins, and a couple of like clearly something happened. Something happened and transpired over three days, several days, and and it, and it's a pterodactyl. It's what it is. And so that's where we're gonna stop. Except we have one more. Okay. So, there's all these fun things. Yeah. Very clearly a pterodactyl with bioluminescent head, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until, and again, I get to use my iPad for this one. Josh, I'm going to show you a video taken in 2016 in Iowa. If you just want to hit that little okay, play yes. button there. So, yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm taking over, hitting play. It's about a minute long. Yeah. And that very, yeah, clearly looks like a, like a pterosaur. It's a pterodactyl. Oh, and, ooh, and kind of looks down, and just swoop, just swooping along, just swooping along, and the dude's kind of like running along. There's a kind of gravel trail, and the, the next little bit is a kind of zoomed in, kind of blurry, kind of blurry spot there, uh, and and yeah, looks like you're you know the pterodactyl that you would see in a see in a textbook. This is weird. It like does like a weird like it like turns almost ninety degrees 
all the way down. That was kind of weird. Um, and then just then just kind of keeps keeps soaring off, off into the distance. And there it goes. Um, and yeah, this video uh, was from six. Let's see here. Six years ago was uh, September fourth, twenty fifteen. Okay, well, and then in the in the description in the video. Oh, well, no, wait, hold on. I don't care about Liberty Mutual. I'm happy with my current insurance. Thank you very much. It's tough to tell. And I don't care about that either. Uh, and, and then, so to be fair, in the video description, it says um, amateur footage showing a supposed pterosaur recently flying over Boise, Idaho, USA. Is it the work of video editing? Or perhaps the return of the extinct reptile. Also not a reptile. Fuck you guys. Whatever. It doesn't yeah, matter. we already we, we covered that in the first 20 minutes. So listen to our podcast. <laughs> so listen to us, you dickheads. Six years in the past. Uh, also, you popped a what? Coors. Coors. And I'm going to pop a... And I know I've had this before on the show, but it's just brilliant. New Belgium, 1554. There you go. So what do you think? Is that... I, so... Being honest, that video looked a little hokey. A little hokey, right? Looked a little fake. What if I were to tell you... Yeah. And again, this is according, according to... Sorry, i got to pick the name. No, it's okay. To liveterrasaur.com. Okay. Pterosaur's account for after Bigfoot, the most cited cryptid in America. I, I would believe it. I would too. I believe it. You see weird shit. We don't know what it is, but I got... Okay, so like, let's break this down. That's yeah. all my accounts for you. That's all my evidence. But Josh, yeah. what are we seeing? If there was a, a, an existing population of pterosaurs, we'd see them. Mostly yeah. because they fly. Yeah. Remember how we said at the top of the episode how we find them on every continent, including Antarctica, and it wasn't that impressive because they fly. Yeah, they fly. And yeah. so right now, if I were to look out, I'd see a pterosaur. Probably, maybe, kind of, sort of. Mm -hmm. So right there, very clearly, probably can't be just... Pterosaurs across the board didn't die out. Yeah, yeah. But I do have a theory. Number one, okay. it's this. Um, bats. Bats are huge. Yeah. I watched so much shit about bats this week in preparation for this. And all the accounts of the swooping and the diving, the skimming the waters. I watched Golden Crown Flying Foxes on a live feed from Australia. And Josh, holy shit, they're just neat. They're yeah. horrifying. They're giant and hang from the from the trees upside down and shit. But here's my weird theory. Okay. Pterosaurs are dead. Long live the king. Yes. But they lived, at least the basil style. Basil, basil, I don't know how you say yeah. it. Yeah. At least the basil style in the form of bats. Yeah. We they, know they, from they the fossil the record. Yeah. yeah. We know from the fossil record that these things were connected from, you know, their, their top pinky toes to their bottom wee baby bat toes yeah. with their wings. We know they could hang from trees. We know that they glide. We know that they're hairy. And a lot of the stuff out of Indonesia and Papua New Guinea and Java, that's... And the, I'm sorry, the Ahul is a bat. That's all yeah, it is. It's a giant bat. Well, and, and But is that so bad? No, no, no like, not at all. Well, and, and you also mentioned, too, that, that um, you, you, you said that there's a, there's a uh, sort of strange number of sightings of pterosaurs uh, in Texas. Yep. And I know there's, like, enormous, like, bat populations and migration. Like, uh, in Austin, they, they do, like, yearly... Sort of like bat migration, like river cruises. It's a thing. It's a it's a whole thing. So so yes, I think we're and, going and batty for bats. We're going batty for it. So uh, 
you listeners who were maybe like on the edge of your seats, like, holy cow, we, the, the, the pterosaurs are real. Like, we, we really hate to burst your bubble and keep dreaming that dream, but, but it's, it's probably just bats. And that's okay, because bats are also crazy cool. But it's okay, too, because it's maybe not a bat, maybe bats are reductive. I really do think there's something big, especially mm-hmm. in Africa, especially yes. not in America. America's different. We yeah. have, outside of like the furry Volkswagen, we're yes. not seeing furry things. We're seeing reptilian-y things with the wings that pop up. We in America see pterodactyloids versus in in Africa and in Papua New Guinea, in Java, in Indonesia. They're seeing the basal form. They're seeing the rampharynchnoids. Yes. And really, I, like 65 million years is a shitload of time. Yeah. To me, in my mind, especially down there in the jungle... This is where you're going to find these things. And, and not even just to... i got to look this guy up, Josh. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, God, cause like, I, I listened to him on this Monster Talk episode. I can cut that in. Uh, David Martill maintains that, like, you're not going to see this shit. We're not going to find this shit. This shit is dead. Yeah. And the biggest explanation we have for why all this shit is dead is because post-65 million years ago, that sweet-ass KT event, mm-hmm. there's not pterosaur fossils. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest hang-up. And yeah, there's the plausible deniability. They're decomposing. Um, they're getting eaten by their shit. Like, the skeletons just don't exist because they're hollow bones and hurdy hurt. <laughs> but then we have Quetzalcoatlus that was fucking... Right? It, it, okay. Yeah, yeah. I do not, me, Mark, as a wizard, do not believe that we have a living, breathing colony of, of ancient reptile, flying reptile, lizard, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. We don't have that, but I really and truly do think that there is at least a group of bats that is huge, it is unpredictable, and it is horrifying. Yeah. Josh, what do you, what no, do you think? No, I, no, I, I, am uh, of a similar mind. Well, and part of it too is just kind of the other advancements that we've had since then, and, and perhaps I'm also again sort of like I mentioned, channeling my. Brother, who's 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 going through like flight school and and figuring out like being a pilot. Like there are there are like little tiny airports everywhere, and there's like amateur pilots and flights everywhere, and at all times of day, doing uh, day flights, doing night flights, and I would imagine like just the presence that we have, but also to your point too, like in the United States. It's one thing if it's like the Arkansas howler in this like dense forest, mm-hmm. but if you're up in the air, yeah, like people spot stuff. So so yeah, it, it's probably it's it, it probably just is like giant bats, and that's awesome and fine and great and all. Because if it were something else, yeah, we like like amateur pilots would be like, oh shit, uh, tower control. I'm seeing. I'm seeing a, it looks like a pterodactyl over here. So, so yeah, I think I'm, I'm of a more or less kind of similar persuasion. Where do you fall in America? What do you think there in America? What are we seeing? I think I, I think it's so yeah, like it probably probably like giant bats and like multiplied by people amped up on adrenaline uh, that. Sometimes they see uh, ape-looking faces. Sometimes they just kind of like recall 
falsely that it's like a beak or something like a pelican. Okay. I, I don't know. I, no, good enough, good enough. That's that, that, that. That's essentially my stance. Now, just for my for yeah. my side of this to detract yeah. from the haters. Okay. I there is a thing called the uh, Tombstone Thunderbird. Okay. I did not touch on it tonight. Sure. Because that I think fits into a better episode, but I can find you the picture of it, Josh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking a, maybe I can. <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, um, but no, but so the Tombstone Thunderbird, I didn't want to cover it because I don't think that, that was a pterosaur. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 circumstances around this thing are 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 real wonky. Like uh, some pioneer shot a thing. They took it, but now the image of the thing cannot be found. And here's a picture of it, Josh. Mm. Feel free. Whoa. That's a pterodactyl, right? That's that's pterodactyl. Okay, but it's not. That's a doctored photo from yeah. the original photo, which shows literally the same thing. But then that photo disappears. And as for this, it's because time travelers stole it. We don't know. <laughs> We're going to get into Thunderbirds on a later date, guys. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. as I did this, I was like, it's not pterodactyls, it's giant bats and giant holdover birds. Yeah. And that's where I am tonight. Okay. Pterodactyls are dead. Long yeah. live the pterodactyl kings. Yes. They now exist in the form of their basil pterosaur brothers in yeah. the Ahul and the Ropin. Yeah, that that yeah. that torch is being carried by a different species. In the one weird finger claw. Yeah, the one. Yeah, exactly. That they, they can. Also, but it can still hold. So. It, it can still hold. But but it, it, so it's the same torch, but it's being carried. Well, and and, and even right now, Mark, I'm, I'm looking. I don't. I, I I don't believe you planned this at all. I'm I'm looking at your uh, historical geology textbooks in the corner there, and what is on the cover? A, a fucking fo- pterodactyl. A fossil of a, of a pterosaur. I did not. That's just where my books are at. Yeah, and that's just where my <laughs> eyesight... Which, again, is just a bit of wizard magic. And listeners, I would not be able to piece that together if I was not in the same fucking room right now with Mark recording this episode. Oh, fucking live, baby. Which, like, what a great what a great topic. What a great topic for us to, like, in, inaugurate. Because... I'm I'm positive that there will be other occasions where we're in the same physical space recording. Mark, this has been great. Man. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I I, I truly have. It's truly been have. good. It's been fun to watch your face as I'm like feeding you this shit. You're just like, well, okay, we what talk bullshit about is this? Oh fuck. Okay. 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 Like, yeah, I can see your like skeptical mind going. Oh fuck. Okay. Oh, shit, yeah. Well, no, I'll I... be damned. All right. Cool. <laughs> well, cause cause we talk about like the numerous times where we break each other's brains yes and like i i i didn't announce that but you could see that you could see like i saw it yeah you could see part of that you so, did you talked about it you said brain break one did, did two. True. Yeah. That, that's yeah, true yeah. that's true so so it is so this is just one we don't have like a regular schedule but it could be two months from now we're in the same place again it could be two years from now hopefully not that long Jesus. my girlfriend got in this weird facebook group and she's sure she can fly me to columbus for twenty dollars so Did i might it? see you in november there Who we knows? are there we are so so in the meantime listeners tell us what little did you know downloading this episode that this was going to be the one where where it, it was two wizards literally in the same wizard's tower for the first time uh so yeah tell us tell us what what you thought of this episode do, do, do you want more of this? We can spin up like a Patreon or a GoFundMe. We're like, yeah, have Mark and Josh do more episodes in person. You give me $200, I'll write five episodes and go over to Josh's house and do it. 
<laughs> and then Mark can come to my wizard's tower, and he can meet the sweet Quincy boy for yeah. the very first time, who's invaded our episodes for, a for several times. It weird on my end. <laughs> it's true. I hear about it. Yes. I don't know if it exists. I've I heard, see pictures, but... I've seen some uh-huh. blurry pictures. Yeah, exactly. So... So, so Mark, this this is so strange. Like, it's wonderful and it's amazing, and I'm still giddy. I'm gonna go back. I'm still giddy. But how can how can people get a hold of us? You can find us by going to two wizards podcast at gmail.com, two wizards pod c one on Twitter. You can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, and Josh, they can find you where, buddy? They can find me on Twitter at Platbart. At, oh, Jesus! Wow. Woo. I so yeah maybe it was like we had to mark the occasion by also live we're drinking we're we're both in like what four beers for this well four or five each so I've had four just sitting here and uh, also like kind of peek behind the curtain we pre-gamed at a at a brewery like I had two or three you had like three or four uh but anyway more to the point you can find me on Twitter at plaid with a d barbarian not plat barbarian. Which is like Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> Nebraskan barbarian. Nebraskan barbarian. They're taking our corn. They're taking our them, them pterosaurs are eating our corn. Uh, but anyway. So this is great. This is wonderful. Thank you everybody for joining us, Mark. Holy cow, man. This yes. is this is phenomenal. Fantastic. A good time was had by all good I can say. Cheers, and good buddy. Cheers, good buddy. Good on you. Have a good night. Thank you for listening, guys. Two Wizards Podcast. Take care. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all! You, we're recording now. You and I just bullshit for like yeah, five or ten minutes. Yeah, let's kind of bullshit. Which, first well, let's of do all, some warm-ups. Welcome yeah. to the studio. Welcome to this my is, Wizard's Tower. Oh my god, this is incredible. I wish my Wizard's Tower looked as cool as this, because... <laughs> Like, I still kind of got to be functional and like, oh, I guess I'll read my books on <laughs> 4th century Greek theater in the Black Sea. Uh, but holy fuck, I wish I had, like, I mean, look, you have a fucking, like, flail on your wall. You have hook swords. Flail, hook swords, there's an axe there. There's an axe there. Fake swords for when we get super hammered. There, there's a luchador mask with a... Uh, Naruto, what 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 clan is he again? Uh, Hidden Leaf. The Hidden Leaf clan. God damn, dude, this is the coolest. This is so fucking cool. But it's, it's right. oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah, and, well, and and on top of all that else, um, nice vanilla. Nice vanilla. Nice vanilla scent. So it doesn't in. smell like weed. <laughs> well, I heard that too. And you, you've, you, I, you've mentioned this in several other episodes. Like, this is your library. Yes, this is and my library. holy cow. Like, yeah. there's, uh, yes, there is the Necronomicon right next to Ernest Hemingway. Uh, all of the Lord of the Rings uh, right next to Stephen King. And some Howard. And, and some Howard in there, too. Uh, Uzumaki, Gyo, Yokai Attack, which I did. I got, I got my copy. Oh, fuck, did you? Right yeah, on, right it's on. wonderful. It's wonderful. So this is... This is, this is where we make the biscuits. This is, this is where the biscuits are at. <laughs> All right, so that's a minute.